Hi, The River. Uh, this is Melissa Etheridge. Well, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm so good now because you've made my day so much better just by calling. Yay! Yay! We're so excited about your return to Boise. The show's tonight at the Eagle River Pavilion. I think you're going to love this venue. I've heard that it's just beautiful, that it's right on the water and at a house and all kinds of yummy stuff, right? It's gorgeous, and, and we can't wait to have you here. It's been a while since you've been in town, I think. Yes, it's, oh, goodness, what, 99 maybe was the last I time I think so, and I remember seeing you years ago at the university, and I remember the part of your show I liked the most was when you pulled out this couch and you had a lamp and you did this little acoustic <laughs> set. It was so cool. That's right. That's when we used to carry a couch around with us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, first of Thank all, you. happy uh, happy belated birthday. Thank you. Yes, I'm 51. Awesome. Woo! Congratulations. I know that not all of your birthdays have necessarily been good, but I know this wasn't <laughs> one of those numbers ending in zero, but do you have any superstitions about that? Some people freak out at the idea. No. Oh, my gosh. This experience, this life that I've had mm-hmm. and having is is amazing. And actually, every time I enter a new decade, my 30s, my 40s, my 50s, it honestly, I swear, gets better the the understanding of living life and the the experience of you know i i I tell people i get on stage and i said i you know i'm 51 and i don't care anymore you know i just i i'm i'm living my life now for me for the experience of living it for you choosing the things that that make me bring joy into my life then i can you know, give that joy, spread that joy to my family and, and outward. So I am def- I'm happier than I've ever been. Right. And you shall wear purple at any age. You don't have to be an old woman, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What did you do on your birthday? Oh, I had a wonderful time with uh, my partner in New York City. Ooh, fantastic. What did you do? Yeah. Oh, we went to our favorite restaurants. We walked around the village, went shopping. Just, you know, wonderful things. That sounds great. I love that you're so happy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. Well, I've got a few questions from myself and also from some friends and listeners, so I'll just throw them out from time to time. Sure. Um, my friend Nicole wants to know, after writing your book, The Truth Is, which is amazing, you revealed some really heavy stuff about yourself. I mean, it was really intense. I want to know, would you do it again? Huh. Yes, I do want to write another book. Uh, do I have the time? No, but <laughs> I do. I, I believe there's another sort of, you know, part two in, in that just understanding my life and how as you get older, your perception, your perspective of your childhood and the things that happened in your past changes because now you are in that position of being a parent and being, mm-hmm. you know, I have teenagers now. I'm like, oh, is this what it was like? Wow, this is wild. Right. And so that difference I would like to portray. And, you know, I've, this is my whole outlook on life and going through breast cancer. A lot of, a lot of those issues I, I definitely want to put down in a book someday, yes. Do you have any regrets about sharing some of the raw truths that you shared in that book? No, no, I don't. Um, you know, truth is is a funny thing. I, I found that the more truth I've told, the the stronger I feel. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'd like to go into a song now, and we'll come back and visit with you again. But I want to go back to a classic song that a lot of people talk about, and I loved how you mentioned a lot of people don't get the end of the song <laughs> and the way it's changed. Um, <laughs> if you want to talk about You Can Sleep While I Drive. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've had people come up to me and say, um, oh, we played that at our wedding. I said, really? Oh, okay. Thanks for because, listening, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. But but people, I realize people will take a song and it is yours to interpret however you wish. Mm-hmm. It is yours to 
to put on, you know, who, if I make a, a hat, who am I to tell you how you have to wear it, you know? Mm-hmm. It, and, and this song, all my songs are like that. And, and in this song, it's, it's a plea to a lover to please not, uh, you know, make the choice of infidelity yet. And then, so in the end, it's like, well, it, it's like, please, let, let's go. Let's hit the road. Let's just go. And, but if you won't, then, if you won't take me with you, I'll go before night is through, and you can sleep, you can stay here, and I'll drive, and I'm going away, is the end of the song for me. But for other people, you know, it could be different. <laughs> Come on, baby, let's get out of this town. I got a full tank of gas with the top rolled down. There's a chill in my bones. I don't want to be left alone So baby, you can sleep while I drive I'll pack my bag and load up my guitar In my pocket I'll carry my heart I got some money I saved Enough to get underway And baby, you can sleep while I drive We'll go through Tucson Up to Santa Fe And Barbara in Nashville Says we're welcome to stay I'll buy you glasses in Texas A hat in New Orleans And in the morning you can tell me your dreams You know I've seen it before This mist that covers your eyes You've been Something that's not in your life My intentions are true Won't you take me with you And baby, you can sleep while I Is there anything we don't know about you? Any new hobby or venture you haven't talked about? God, I don't think there's anything <laughs> you don't know about me, unfortunately. 
Didn't you have a Broadway idea this coming spring? Um, has it been pushed yeah. back or canceled, or what's going yeah. on with that? Yeah, well, no, it hasn't been canceled. Mm-hmm. No, we're still working on it. Good. We, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna when it comes out. I don't know. I've, I've got a new album coming out, and when something like that comes up, it tends to push other things, you know, back a little bit. But this, the new album actually has songs on it that I've written for the musical. Oh, so, great! Yeah, some of those songs I really love, so I wanted to present them. I thought that might be fun. So, it, it, yeah, it's still coming. Wonderful. It's, it's, down, it's down the line. Okay. Now, I know this is kind of old news, but I've had probably more questions about it than anything, and I know you're used to it, but I don't want to burn out the, the topic. My friends Marla Leggett, Art Hodge, they all want to know about the David Crosby connection and the choosing of him as the father of the time. So I know this is all covered in your book, but for those who haven't read it, could you just cover that real quick? <laughs> Fifteen years ago, yeah. <laughs> um, well, when my partner at the time and my, myself decided to become parents we we realized that there's you know there's a few choices we had you know and and unfortunately we weren't able to just you know do it ourselves mm-hmm. like like the hetero couples do right and and um so because my partner at the time was adopted she wanted the children to be able to know actually who their father was mm-hmm. but, but he wasn't uh and he wasn't going to be a, a a active parent but he was going to be someone where they can go. That's my birth father. Right. And and uh, we were in Hawaii once with David and Jan, who were you know good friends. Sure. And um, Jan had just had a child with David and was so grateful for for that experience that she said, "Well, you know, you could use David." <laughs> we mm-hmm. thought, "Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> that would be great." Right. And, and and it was a wonderful gift, and I'm so grateful to them. And they have been that sort of family that my. My kids know that they're, you know, that they have a half brother. That their their son Django is their half brother, and mm-hmm. they are connected. Yet it's not, you know, they, it, it's not that that parental kind of connection. It's it's a really sort of modern American family sort of thing. Right. Well, I've heard you a few minutes ago refer to yourself as a parent, and you say my kids. So, how much involvement do you have with the children from their relationship now? Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> a lot of involvement. I I I have uh, I have full custody of, of my older children there with me all the time and my two older ones but the two five-year-olds i i share custody so it, but that's 50 50 and mm-hmm. you know when i'm what is so pretty much when i'm not touring and out here they're with me that's wonderful does your current partner have any jealousy with that stuff or is everything cool oh my god no she's the greatest uh, you know my kids call her stepmom because mm-hmm. they feel like that and she's known them she was my best friend before that, so she's been in the family for over 10 years. So it, it's it's just beautiful. It's that just is, wonderful. That's great news. You right. have an amazing fan club. I go to your website, and I see all the stuff you have. Your page is probably the most active of any page mm. I've been to. Do you want to talk about that and what, what people can find on the page and the fan club information? Oh, well, it's melissaetheridge.com. So it was back in the mid-'90s when I, I, I said, hey, we should, you know, I'm loving this internet thing that's happening, mm-hmm. and everyone's, oh, that's just a fad. It'll pass, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> and it's like, no, let's do this. And so back back in 94, we put together a, a website with this great company out of uh, San Francisco, and it has become one of the most important tools in my in in my uh, career. And and it's it's wonderful. It keeps me connected with people. People can go there and see what I'm doing, where I'm playing. I'm able to give, you know, uh, prime seats to my fans and tell them when new music is out and it's just a, a wonderful thing. It's a great site. Plus, how do you have time for the syndicated radio show? That is amazing. <laughs> well, I, I do that, um, uh, you know, five days a week mm-hmm. and that's that, that I love. 
and I love I love just uh, connecting with people. I, I talk about music. I talk about the music that um, has moved me in my life and, and inspired me, and, and I get stories from other people because music is such a, a huge part of my life, obviously, and radio was always a huge part. That's the way that music came to me. Mm-hmm. So I, lo- I just love being a part of it. You know, I think we can tell that you love it. When I hear the clips that are up on your site, you're just always laughing and having a great time. <laughs> well, I am. Thanks. Sure. Well, back to some relationship stuff really quick. My friend Seth wants to know, after being on all sides of it, what are your feelings about marriage equality? Yeah, I have been on all sides of it. <laughs> the equality, I think that people sometimes might not understand the actual civic rights, you know, civil rights that are involved here. And they, they don't understand that I, I've gone through two, you know, quote unquote divorces. Mm-hmm. And I have been penalized because we were not allowed to get married the same tax things don't don't apply Mm -hmm. to us and so i don't get we don't get to divide the money up and and just walk away like most people do i am taxed on that money she is taxed on that money Mm -hmm. it is it is truly unfair and the the rights that to have the children's rights considered these are things that people when they just think oh i don't want two gays in my church right. you know that, it's really way beyond that mm-hmm. so I, I think it's an important thing for our country for our society and i think we're moving in the right moving in the in the direction of you know diversity right idaho will be a little bit behind but yeah we're crossing our fingers getting there come on <laughs> it's <was> close <laughs> looking back at your past relationships and all the growth you've done to get to where you are what are your feelings at this point for you regarding non-monogamy <laughs> i've learned <laughs> um i i am i'm really at heart i mean by the time i reached 40 it's like yeah monogamy is is where i'm at mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know when i was younger not so much but um i'm a one partner girl mm-hmm. and I, I enjoy it i enjoy my relationship right now it's very happy it's very healthy it's very supportive and uh i think after um you know having been through it a couple times I, i've learned and, I, and I'm doing really well. Right. We can tell that's bouncing off of you. The energy is really great with what's true and now. But this is a question I have about relationships. How did you learn to value yourself enough to let go of what wasn't healthy for you? <gasps> that's a huge journey for so many of us, mostly women. Mm-hmm. Just realizing that we can't make a relationship better by changing ourselves for someone else, by trying to be something that's going to make someone else happy because it will always, always end in total disaster because that's not how it works. I have to make myself happy. I have to find my joy so that I can bring that to the relationship so I can stand in my joy and say, this is, I, I am excited and and happiness is exuding from me so I can be there if my partner needs support, if my children need support. And whatever I go through, I'm not blaming it on on anybody else. This is my journey. We can continue this journey side by side on this path. That's That, to me, is just the key to, to a, a healthy relationship. Right. But those patterns are pretty locked in. How do you get there? I mean, you don't just flip a switch and all of a sudden you're healthy and think differently. What did you have no, to do? Well, with me, I had to go through breast cancer to really mm. wake up to that. I, and that's why I, I try to get this concept out there so that, that something like breast cancer doesn't knock you down first before you realize that you are in charge of your happiness. You're in charge of your health. This is your life. Great. I'm going to go into a song now. Um, could you talk a little bit about, we'll go back to the album that's got I'm the Only One. What's the subject matter behind that tune? <laughs> Pretty cool.
clear the subject matter <laughs> behind I'm the only one. Right. You know, infidelity, that painful, painful beast that, you know, lurks around relationships sometimes. And it was definitely happening to me in that uh, relationship. And it was a point of, yeah, you know, I, I've been there, and I, but I want my dignity. I want my self-respect, my, my self-confidence. So it was, it was me standing there going, I'm the only one. I'm the one. I'm, I'm worth this. Go, you know, go on and do that. But I know that I know what I'm bringing to this relationship. And I think it's, it's important to kind of hold our pain like that.
We're back with Melissa Etheridge. I've got a question for my friend Rochambeau is her nickname. She wants to know what you think of the new electronic music scene. Do you use a lot of loops and things in your recordings? No, I, I definitely um, experimented with that at the turn of the century, you know, 2000 and mm-hmm. on. I, I've I tried to kind of incorporate some of that in, and I found in the last couple albums that the best thing I can do is is play my music the way it comes out of me very organically. And, and I've got a new album coming out. I just finished it last week. Right. The new, the new album comes out in September, and the tracks are... The great thing is is, is we can use the technology now, the, the great advances in recording technology, to make the experience... Uh, make the experience... Um, quicker and easier, yet we are still recording the music as live and organic mm-hmm. as possible. And that's what I love about these new producers that, that are coming out and the, and the ones that I worked with is, is they, they did that. They captured what I do best, the organic nature of what I do with the best technology possible. Will we hear some of those new songs at the concert tonight? Huh, probably not. I've kind of been hiding them <laughs> and waiting for the big, you know, the big uh, unveiling of sure. it. I'm, 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 I'm what you will hear is a new me. I think what happened on in the last couple of years is I realized I am a guitar player. <laughs> I can play the guitar and I enjoy it. And I've just been expanding my my part in that and my experience. And I am rocking harder than I ever have. And that's what you're going to hear tonight. That sounds great. And I can't wait for that. And I liked your description of the word inspiration. Can you kind of go over that? Well, I, I deal a lot with inspiration, and, and when you think about it, it is being in spirit. It is understanding the spirit of music, of, of life, and then being in that and, and creating from that. And that's my favorite point. If I, can, if I can touch a piece of myself that then vibrates with other people and, and, and what they're going through and, and their experiences, then that is pure inspiration. I love that description. And what kind of things inspire you at this point in your life? Life does just you know the whole uh, everything that 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 I come across my children my my love my my thoughts my memories my my own peace my own uh, wondering of what life is. Mm-hmm. So now you're happy and healthy. You sound wonderful. Thank you. Yes, I I am. I have a question from myself with the scandals about the Komen Foundation lately. How do you feel about this yeah. group now? Because locally they're like the top source of funding for uninsured people to get mammograms. But you know, with all that happened, I was just curious what your thoughts were on the group now. I think what's I think what's happening is the paradigm of of health is changing and. You know, the, these organizations, that one has certainly been around for you know, decades right. now. And that, I think they've realized that what, they've raised billions and billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think the best thing that has come from that is that we can see that it is not the billions of dollars that are going to cure this disease, this, this, this problem that we have that, that, that arrives, that comes from inside of ourselves. Cancer is not just something that, oops, it's out there in the water or something and you get it. It, it, it is something that comes from your, yourself, your, your body, your, your body being out of balance from what, what we eat, the stress, the, you know, I'm hoping that those organizations that, that have the ability to bring so much money in can see that the paradigm of, of giving that money to the big drug companies that are just looking for a pill that's going to cure it, that 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 changes now that mm-hmm. that becomes you know let's let's start talking about the health and the prevention that that really is going to be the only cure for this incredible problem we have about our health right by focusing more on the cause yes 
And I've had some friends say to me in joking, you know, I wish Melissa Etheridge would come to my window. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of windows out there. I really, I just can't visit them all. But, <laughs> right. Um, but what's the real emotion behind that? When behind that song? Well, that, that's a that's a longing. I think it's it's about being away from your loved one and and the the problems that can come up with that, and and yet trying to remain connected. And sometimes you can't you can't go through the front door. You have to you have to find a way to you know move around it. Coming through the window. Come to my window.
Back with Melissa Etheridge, lunch in the library on 94.9 The River. I wonder if you ever miss not being famous. Do you, do you really remember a life when you were not? Uh, yeah, but whenever I feel that way, I just go to like a foreign country and then I feel better. Because they, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of countries that don't have, um, you know, that, that, that I'm, I'm not that in. So, But, but I do. I love, I, I love feeling like I have friends everywhere I go. It's really nice. That's great. You know, as far as getting back to some inspiration, I have a lot of friends mm-hmm. and acquaintances who are really struggling musicians, poets, authors, and they're just too afraid to make that move. What would you say to people that are holding back, the people that are afraid to share their stories and their truths and songs? Well, that it's that fear that will keep you from achieving your dreams. That fear is what keeps all of us down. And as long as you have that fear, no, you won't. <laughs> it's about breaking through that fear. It's about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. But understanding that fear can be a uh, rocket fuel. It can, it can propel you. Use that then. Move, move on. Do it because you love it. Wonderful. I want you to know, in three words, what are you most wanting to convey with your music? In three words? Yeah. Take your time. Um, life, hope, and good time. One word, good time. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic answer. All I want right. to thank you so much for making time for this interview and showing up in cities like ours because I know we're smaller towns. And really, you at this point don't have to do this stuff, and we know that. So I want to thank you for your truth and especially your grace through all that you've done in your career. And I think you've helped more people than you will ever know, and I really want Aww. you to know I appreciate you. Well, thank you so much, and I look forward to coming there, and we're going to have a great time. And thank you. I, I, I really appreciate it. Tonight I feel so weak But all in love is fair I turn the other cheek And I feel the slap and the sting Of the foul night air And I know you're only human And I haven't got talking room But tonight while I'm making excuses Some other woman is making love to you Somebody bring me some water Can't you see I'm This night be through. Wanna hear the breaking glass? I wanna feel the steel of the red hot truth. And I'd do anything to get it out of my mind. I need some insanity of that temporary kind. Tell me how will I ever be the same when I know that that woman is whispering your name? 